Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. What is up, people of purpose? I have with me someone that you may have heard of before, and if you haven't, you need to. Go look him up on LinkedIn. His name is Roger Salam, and I'm not gonna tell you what he does because we have a kind of certain way of doing things here on the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. But the reality is, is that he's gonna open up some channels of thought to help you so that when you are going about creating your life work. You're not trying to turn your work into your life. You're trying to make your life work. And so, Roger, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you, brother. Donnie, it's a pleasure. What a great name, Purpose Driven. I just like, I, every time I sign off, I write, when I was with Tony Robbins, I read with passion. Now I with passion and purpose. Come on. All right. So before we get into what you do, like for whatever reason, we all yeah. tell people what you do. Roger, tell us, what do you love, man? I love, I just really, really love to be a blessing in someone else's life. Love that. I like that's, that's so simple and profound, always the best plans, right? Are the most elegant and simple to execute. Love to be a blessing. That is amazing. All right, now share with us like the outworking of that, right? In, in your life, because I feel like your career really does support that thing that you love. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Give us maybe the, the two minute version of, uh, of your history and what, what brought you to here. Yeah, just, I, just early on and because I, right after I graduated from UCLA in a very short period of time after the first job, I ran into Tony Robbins. And when I saw him, I literally, I'm not kidding, like he was telling his story and that how he got started, that Jim Rohn was his mentor and all the things he was talking about. And I just listened to him at the end. I said, you know what? I don't want to dabble in what he was talking about. It's so important. I want to master it. And I said, what better way to master than go work for him? He'll make sure I live it. Otherwise, he'll fire me. And that's exactly not the motivation. Oh, I'm going to make some money and all these things. I wanted to master what he was teaching. And I got on. I was also the number one income earner by a long shot than the average person. And that was how I started. And I've done over 10,000 professional talks. That was almost a decade ago. I stopped counting. And because I used to be on the road 48 weeks out of the year, almost doing on average two to three presentations uh, a day, including weekends, because that's what I, I did. So it just the numbers add up. And it's all about when I'm in front of them. And my thing was obviously, I'm not there to, I'm there to market Tony Robbins. All I said was, look, I wanted to be a catalyst at that point for their life that I'm here to come. If you think, and the whole thing was that I was gonna, I go there to speak for one hour, 90 minutes, 
and then they say, hey, come see Tony Robbins for the whole day or the whole weekend. And, and I cannot do what he does in a whole day in one short period of time. But if I've added value, if you think what I've done made a difference, imagine spending a day with the master himself. So be a blessing, be a catalyst for good in their life. And that's how it started and to this day. Uh, and uh, many ups and downs and just brought me to here and still continuing that journey, but in a, to a different tribe of, of this, not being on the road like for someone else. It's my own gig now. I, I, I love, so, I, and I want you to share with us maybe a little bit of that tribe yeah. because I feel like when we're looking for purpose-driven work, it's not just about what we do well, it's about who we do it for in knowing your tribe is important. So Roger, tell us a little bit about your tribe. Yeah. So I have, I have two tribes. I have one tribe is the, I influence the influencers. So my one tribe is the thought leaders, influencers, speakers, authors, lack of better word, people like yourself, Johnny, that who are the, making a difference and that has a tribe. So I bring them together in my mastermind and I do mastermind at sea, mastermind at other places. So those are my thought leader crowd that through them, I can influence millions because where I'm influencing the influencers. That's one tribe that I have. The other tribe that I have is my real estate or business opportunity seeker, people who are looking for another way to make money and they, to create financial independence. So that's my other tribe. And I started in the real estate business in a not in my accident. And that's another story. And, but then now, instead of doing real estate for, for teaching people how to do it, we've created a completely mission driven business in real estate that is really taking off in a, in a big way. And uh, we, we can talk about it because it's this mission driven that how you're in to use your work, it is 100% purpose driven business, not just purpose driven executive. All these people that we're drawing to are first. I do, when I do the events, I say that I'm not here to sell you real estate or to sell you investments. I'm here to tell you this is our mission and these are our values. Mm. If it resonates with you, I am looking for help. Will you help us in this mission? And I promise you, if you help us in this mission, you will make money. Mm. So don't have to worry about making the money part. It's already built in. But if the mission doesn't resonate with you, then let's not talk about what we do. Come on. In, in Roger, the, I think the thing that I love there the most, right there in that, that message is encapsulated, I think, something that we should all be paying attention to. If we know our mission, right, how, we're, how we're serving others, and we know like the gifts and the talents that we're bringing to the table to do that, is it too much to ask for someone to, to help you in that mission? If it resonates, and there are multiple ways of involvement with that, but, but, but to me, that's just, that's the, we'll call it a sales conversation. Yeah, yeah that makes sense because when we're doing it that way, we're framing sales as an act of love yes. and not an act of war, right? That's, that's beautiful. Tell, tell, us, tell us a little bit about why 
masterminds. Like there, there's something special that happens there. So, and I know that's a big part of who you are and what you do. And how do you, how did you come to see the power of this? Where have you seen the power of this? And, and tell us, give us a little bit of the why behind masterminds. And, and so because, you know, as I told you, I'm a student of success. I study successful people. I study, I'm always looking for the silver bullet, that what's the fastest way to get to success. And the, there is no silver bullet, first of all. Ah, so, yeah, sure. But the closest I've come to is this concept that we're talking about. And it's, you know, you know, you and I know that statement that when the student is ready, the teacher will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've read Think and Grow Rich, obviously in the 90s before when I was with Tony Robbins. And, but in 2006, I was reading it, I think, like second or third or fourth time. This time, because I was in search of kind of the silver bullet, because Think and Grow Rich came about is 1908, Andrew Carnegie commissioned him to study the most successful people of his era and asked him to find out why these people are successful. And he, as a result of that study, he came up with 17 principles and 14 are what he called supporting principles and three are foundational principles. And out of the three foundational principles, foundational means that everyone has this. And he called principle number one, definiteness of purpose, which is knowing what you, if you don't know what you want, then how are you gonna get there? But the moment you know, what is it that you want? Principle number two that he talked about for achieving it is he called it the principle of mastermind. Mm. And right there when I read it, it's like it hit me like a two by four. I said, if the research is right here, the grandfather of the personal development movement, Napoleon Hill is telling me that mastermind is the number one principle, then I need to master mastermind. Mm. And that's what I did, the same thing that I did with Tony Robbins, that I need to master what he's teaching. And I said, I need to master mastermind. And then I started looking at for mastermind and all the masterminds I could find were not what I was looking for. They all had elements of mastermind. And so out of frustration, I did the next best thing that I could, since I could find what I was looking for, I created my own. And that's how the winner circle came about. And I'm very good at it. And I will tell you also that same thing that we've been taught, of course, if you copy from one, it's plagiarism. If you copy from 10, it's research. <laughs> so, and that's what- I Tell my college age daughter that, and I don't think it'll flow. <laughs> oh, my, my son, daughter, eldest daughter is, a, she's a junior at my alma mater, UCLA. So I tell, she doesn't like me. I tell her, <laughs> my, my UCLA degree and 25 cents ought to get me a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> so, and this is exactly what I did is, because I was researching all these other mastermind groups. So they had the best components. So I took the best eclectic and then added my own two cents and created the winner's circle. And the mastermind I've been interviewed so many times. I have not been able to come up with, uh, this is the ABCs of mastermind. A is for access. Access to successful people. Access to people that are better than you. B is for best practices. This is where you come. Life is too short for you to make all the mistakes yourself. Come and find out what other successful people are already, they've gone the path that you're look, trying to go to. They'll save you best practices and resources and see 
is a community of like-minded people, a lifetime community of like-minded people. That's my ABCs of mastermind. And this founded, my mastermind is founded on two principles. One is who you associate with and listen to will determine your destiny. Yes. Who you associate with and listen to will determine your destiny. And number two is none of us is as smart as all of us. Mm. These are the two foundational principles or, or, or philosophies of uh, my mastermind. And I haven't been able to come up with one word, but the closest I have come up with to explaining what mastermind is, is using two words. And the two word, what mastermind is, accelerated results. Yes. Accelerated success. Anything you want in life, anything you want in life, you, chances are I'm not so arrogant that you need mastermind. Chances you can get it on your own. But I promise you, if you want to get it faster, stronger, better, cheaper, use your favorite superlative and you're going to get it through the power of mastermind. And the best thing of the mastermind to me is why I go to mastermind is none of those is to build quality relationships. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure you have. We all have. And the reality is, is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created if you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, PurposeDrivenExecutive.com and get your free map of purpose. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I was talking to, I can't remember if it was a client or a podcast guest. And uh, I think it was a client, millennial, millennial age. Yeah. And the guy said this to me and it's like, oh my gosh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, especially generationally. He said, um, he says, my generation, we played video games yes. and uh, we grew up with them. Like that was like since, and in the video games, we all, we don't win the game. We like to cheat beat the whole game and then go back and, and go do these other side missions or whatever. So he said, we want accelerated success. Yeah. And he said, if, if I could help someone to, to cheat, you know, like you can play it on your own. You probably get to where you're going, you know, take you 10 times longer or it can help you cheat. I'm like, okay, it, that, that's an interesting way to look at it. But I love that concept. Of they're, hackers. They're, they're hacking success. Yeah, they're hacking. So hacking is a shortcut. How can you get to the results faster? I'm I'm now uh, into biohacking. That's my another thing that I, I just love it because I'm into that whole whole thing about physical optimization. Mm-hmm. And so hacking. So 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 I'm sure that in your discovery process, I'm sure there were some highs and some lows. Can you share a, a little bit about that? Like maybe some, some places and times where you've seen masterminding done incorrectly. I'm sure that like you've seen lots of that. 
and um, and then maybe bring us to like a, a favorite story or something where it's like you can totally see the lights come on for someone. I don't know if you have one of those. Well, I mean, if you, you talk about the highs and lows, <laughs> certainly that it's literally I uh, two promises I've kept to myself to this day is for from a, a work related thing is if I'm not having fun or if I'm not growing, it's time to move on. And I have left careers at the peak, not at the bottom. Mm. And I, Tony Robbins is first example that I was on the road almost for a decade, 48 weeks out of the year. And I left it because I was having so much fun, but I wasn't growing anymore. Cause what I was doing, I can do it with my eyes closed and hands tied. And he's not willing to share the stage. That's his game. Mm -hmm. So I said, now it's time for, I just literally retired at the ripe old age of 29 in Florida, Tampa, Florida. People sometimes ask me that, how did you end up in Florida? Because I used to be everywhere. And I said, Tampa was my last city. And Tony threw me a farewell party and I just didn't get on a flight. <laughs> I just went to the beach. I went to the top floor and I said, that's it. And I said, thank God my last city was not Oshkosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a warm weather boy. It's going to be oh, very nice. Florida, Texas, Arizona. And literally after two months, all the waves looked the same. I was pulling my hair out, out of boredom. And right then and there, I got a call from a guy in UK. And he said, hey, um, I, I bought the rights for Tony for UK. And I called the corporate office to see how do I market Tony? And they told me that, hey, our number one guy just retired in Florida. He's young. Maybe you can talk him out of retirement. I said, thanks for saving me. And I went to UK and this is, I almost like, in a way, I not only did what he asked me to do, we fill, I took my team and we filled up the convention center there, but I also trained the trainers so that he won't be depending on me for the next time in a way. Like I, my job security was gone. <laughs> so, and, but here's the funny thing. Now that Tony's gone, what are we gonna do until he gets back for next year? He, I said, it's me. <laughs> he goes, how are we gonna make money? He goes, why don't we market you? I said, who? <laughs> I'm looking around. <laughs> he goes, you. I said, you're the one who sold out. You're the one who trained the trainers. And he goes, the reason I'm sitting here is I called the companies that you went and spoke. I asked them to rate you, not Tony Robbins, on a scale of one to 10. The reason I'm sitting here is because they gave you a 12. And so oh, wow. I, I never saw myself as the main guy. I promote the main guy. And, but someone else saw something in me that I wasn't ready. That's how I accidentally was put into the kind of the main guy. So then he started promoting me, not Tony Robbins, to go to all these things. And of course, it's easy. Tony would charge back then, let's say $100,000 to speak. I'll charge 10. And so what, what we did accidentally from that perspective is just literally we, I, my, my started my whole speaking career from that one thing. And then I jumped onto the internet field because one of my consulting clients, I said, hey, people all the way from other side of the pond are paying money for me. Maybe somebody in the US will pay too. 
And I had a client in Tampa who started an internet startup. And I saw the internet, this is 1997, long before people knew how to spell email. <laughs> and, how to, and I saw that being the future and I jumped with both feet. And long story short, in 1999, we took the company from nothing to 2 billion in market cap. Wow. So I thought I was pretty much financially set for life, except I'm loyal to a fault. And the stock was at about $50. And I said, hey, I was actually invested, but I did not cash out. I said, I'm gonna cash out when it goes to 100. Instead of going to 100, the stock went to practically zero. I was a dot-com millionaire. And one night, overnight, we came from dot-com to dot-gone. Oh. <laughs> Did you remember the stock market crash in the- in Oh, the yeah, bubble? yeah. Mm -hmm. I was one of those victims that literally, I fell so far down, I had no idea how I was gonna pay my bills. And I just had my first daughter and, Late night, I'm, I can't fall asleep. You know how you watch, just flip channel just to keep your mind occupied. I'm not watching TV. All of a sudden, this infomercial comes on and he goes, you can make money in real estate with no money, no credit. I said, I qualify. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'm doing a free seminar. I said, I can afford it. <laughs> what I didn't know that it was free to get in, not free to get out. Have you been to those seminars? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, been, been to a couple of those. $30,000 later that I did not have. And I put my last credit card that I had. And I said, listen, my philosophy in life is I'll trust you unless you give me reasons not to. All these people, maybe it's a generational gap. Before I meet somebody, I don't Google people. I just say, I want to meet. It's a fresh start. You tell me. I don't care about your past. It's a relationship from this moment on. I didn't want your past to influence me. And all these people right then and there, I just said, okay, people on his television and in front telling them how they made money in real estate. The reason, Donnie, it was $30,000. I knew one thing is that information doesn't make an impact. I could have bought the course for $300 or $3,000. The reason I paid $30,000 is I knew one thing that 30,000 came with a mentor. So it is the mentor that made the difference. And when you spend $3,000 and you don't do anything, you lose it all. But when you spend $30,000, you are committed and you get all of it back because the mentor is the one who guided me. And long story short, from there, built a portfolio of 500 houses in the greater Tampa Bay area, me and my partner, and just took off. And then I started teaching real estate and just it became, you know, that's when mm. the real estate mastermind, it's just natural evolution. And I decided I was doing full-time real estate, not in personal development. Then I started teaching real estate in the guise of personal development. And I said, real estate is easy. Personal development is hard. Yes. I'm going to show you how to make money. That's why people came because they want to make money. That's an easy way to bring people. But what kept them together is the personal development because that's my background. And I would say that, hey, if you buy my personal development program, I'll give you my real estate for free. So it was for you know, money operation 
Now, fast forward that, that one of my mentor students in 2012 that I met, and he came through the mentoring program and learned and gave it a twist. And, and now we're partners in this company that he called it philanthro investing. That you talk about the, with the mission. So now the company's mission, our mission is to help 10,000 low-income families achieve the American dream of home ownership. Roger. Philanthro investor program. And this is when I do my seminars now, and I do, and I go there and I said, listen, I'm not here to talk about real estate because I'm not here to teach you real estate. We create passive turnkey, hassle-free residual income for you. But I'm not here to sell you investments or real estate. What I'm here because of our mission is to help 10,000 low-income families and to rejuvenate neighborhoods. And these are our values. If you are willing to help us, we're willing to make money for you. Mm. If the mission so, resonates with you, first it's mission driven. And that's why we're take, attracting. Take us there. Cause like, this is, this is important, Roger. A lot of, a lot of the people that, um, that are out there, uh, for me, right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a consultant. I'm a coach. Like I, I, my, my phrase is, uh, productivity through purpose. Yes. Truthfully, no one is hiring me for purpose. No one's saying, Donnie, help me to find my, my purpose. But along the way, right? Like that's my ulterior motive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm very open about it, yeah. but they want productivity. In, in this case, people are coming to you the same, they're, they're saying like, help me make money. But I, I wanna hear though, for you, like what it means to you to be mission driven. Why do, why do more of us need to dig into being more mission driven instead of product or service driven or even customer driven, like the mission driven is different. Talk, talk to us about why that's so important. It's the beauty of this is for, I've been doing real estate since 1999, as I say, the story of real estate and came up. But this time, what we have done is we have created, this, is, this was another of my dream, Donnie, is I wanted to create a game and where all my family, friends, colleagues, they can play and create financial independence should they choose to. So what we have done is when I share that, that this is a mission driven, this is our mission. And I said, I need help because this mission is bigger than all of us combined. This is a public problem. There's a third world growing inside of our country. And if we don't stop it, it's going to have catastrophic you know, implications. So I need your help. And when I do that with a mission driven, and I said two groups of people, because it takes $120,000 minimum investment, that helps three families. $120,000 the minimum, you help three families. Our average investor helps eight families. So I said, how many families do you want to help? Or some, then I have two groups of people say, I'm sorry, I don't have $120,000. I would love to help. So we have, then you become an ambassador, become a brand ambassador for us. Go find those investors and let us reward you with income so that you can then with that income create your own portfolio. These people are coming 
I would have never been able to recruit them. This is not going at this, is not a, at a, this is not a multi-level. This is, you don't do any of the work. All you do is represent the band, brand and find investors and other ambassadors. That's it. We have the entire machine set up to, to, to buy the house, to find the homeowners, to do the repairs, everything in the collections, everything is done. So they truly can create financial independence with very little. I would not been able to do this if I just came in and everybody would doubt at this, that. Now they ask those people that are mission driven, that are attracted to the mission, they forgive all my faults and the things that I don't have perfect. If I was not mission driven, they would be looking for my faults. And oh, you're, this is not correct, that, oh, you don't, you're not paying me enough. And I'm, we're very upfront. This is not to maximize. This is how we pay and we do all the work. So the mission you asked me that question is different with purpose driven is people will forgive you for all your flaws because the mission is bigger than us. Mm. And we have already helped close to 500 families on our journey to. That's so good. That's so good. That's so good. So Roger, here's, here's my question to you. So I want you to put yourself into let's, you know, like maybe a commercial real estate business or, um, you're, you're a, um, you know, you, you work with a team of people in, you know, financial services or whatever, whatever it is, right. In these businesses. And there's usually this mission statement that's, that's, um, collected dust. Nobody's seen, nobody knows. knows. And it's not really people, People showed up there because they were addicted to a paycheck. <laughs> they were addicted to eating. They didn't show up there for a mission. How do we get people from, from that to the place to where like, we are unified around this and it's not about your faults or about even your talents. It's about us believing this common core thing. How do you, how do, you do that? Or do you just have to start from the beginning? Do you have to tear down the old? Like, what would you say? I, I, the, we are raising... The, the consciousness of health. The name of our company is called Equity and Health. It's, we have surveyed the investors because it, it's an, in a way, for them, it's an investment opportunity. So what do you want? They said, we want equity. And the other side is they need help. And so, so everything was, came together with that survey. So it's the name of the company, but our mission is this, serving these people and Real estate is just a vehicle to get to that for them. So the other thing that you can think of is I talk about doing well by doing good. Doing right. well by talk doing good. And that most of most people, they think that I'll do you know good when I made my money or when I retire, I've made all my money. I made, you know, I'm a zillionaire. That's when I'll donate the money. So what we have created is that, listen, you don't have to wait till you make millions and you retire to do good. You can do good today and you can do good today by using your time or your money or both. Because we have, this is a, and what my partner is brilliant at is creating systems and processes for everything. So we are going out there saying that if you don't have money, help us with your time and we will reward you for your time. And another group of people, if you want to help us with your money, 
three to 300, 3,000 families, then let us reward you by growing your capital at eight to 12%. And if eight to 12% is not good enough for you, then please go, this is, this is not where you're gonna 10X your money or you know, 100X your money, go buy Bitcoin. You know, this is where that's not us. We are your steady eddy, it's backed by real estate. And so people give us their retirement funds, like their 401k IRA, and we just grow them steady, steadily with that. And they know that the satisfaction of, they have created this homework, mm. that this family now lives in the house because of them, because they're the bank mm. to this person. So we make the investor the bank so that these poor people, I didn't, I didn't know if you know that, Donnie, that your audience, that 51% of Americans make less than $30,000 a year. And average rent is about 1,050. So when half of your money goes to rent, when will you ever find down payment when these people are one paycheck away from food stamps, one little illness, one little accident, they, they're back on the you know, food stamp, they're behind on payments, they're behind on rent, they're behind on things, so they have poor credit. So if they have poor credit, they cannot go to the bank. They don't have down payment, nobody's willing to sell them anything. So what we come to them and say, look, for $1,000 to $2,000 down payment, and half of your rent as your a monthly payment, you can own this house. So I tell people that these are poor people, but they're not stupid people. They understand math very well when it comes to their money. Yeah. They go, okay, I'm renting this house for $850. If I could own a similar house for $400, $450, and I can, all I have to pay is $2,000 down, I can, I can, even if I don't have $2,000, man, I'm gonna do overtime this next two months and I'm going to make that $2,000 or they can borrow $2,000 or if they're short $500, they can borrow from their parents, family, friends, $500 to make the down payment. And the way they earn the equity is they do all the repairs to these houses. So we buy these foreclosed mm -hmm. homes for them. So sorry to get into detail, but I want to give you an understanding of that for you, for you to be mission driven, that you have to have all of these components. The reason this mission work is also not that, oh, look, so we're so altruistic. It's the system that these people now have pride of ownership and they fix the house. So they are not. Our default rate, our default rate is 6.4% first year. After one year, if they've been in the house for one year, our default rate is zero, which is unheard of in this low income. These are $40,000, wow. $50,000 houses. So the reason it works is because when you have painted the house, you have some equity, that's the only asset these people own. These houses are not, uh, economy goes up and down, but this is their only asset. They're not willing to give it up. So they right. make the payments and that payments allows us to give the return onto the investors and for us to make some money. This is a for-profit venture. This is a private, we believe, no margin, no mission. Mm. No margin, no mission. Because we're not a government agency. We're not a grant. We're not, a, we're not solving the homeless problem. We're solving the working Americans to create 
stability in their neighborhood because all kinds of statistics, mm. children of homeowners do better, they do volunteer more, all kinds of statistics. So the mission driven, if you want the mission to catch on, you have to have all the nuts and bolts behind the enterprise. My mentor is Nobel laureate, Professor Yunus. And he's the one who won the Nobel Prize for micro, micro loans, micro lending. That's a concept that he started in Bangladesh, my home country. And in ever he started a bank called Village Bank, Grameen Bank. Grameen literally means village. And the whole world has copied the average loan size was $50. And he was 98% of his borrowers are women for rural. Then they're doing the, they just needed the loan to buy raw materials. So they could just, instead of the loan charts. And he talks about that he's written a book called Social Business. Is that every person, there's the world has only two kinds of business up until he called it that for-profit business and non-profit business. For-profit, non-profit. He said, forget about for-profit, non-profit. There's a third group kind of business called social business. And the purpose of social business is to solve social problems using entrepreneurial principles. Mm. That you create a business and the purpose of that business is to solve that social problem. Mm. So if you're, now pick your, favorite charity, if it is for children's education, if it is to bring fresh water to the you know, people in rural parts, if your thing is to battered women for sexual slavery, whatever, you wanna help them, you wanna do a soup kitchen, create a social business. And the purpose of this social business is all the profit goes to run the, the kitchen. If you want two soup kitchens, you better grow your business to double open a second location so that you can open a second soup kitchen. You do not go out. I love Professor Judas because man after my own heart that he doesn't believe in charity because he says a charitable dollar has one life. A social business dollar has an infinite life because mm. a social business dollar, if you want to start a business and I lend you hundred thousand dollars, I do not give you as a grant. I do not give you as a uh, uh, charity. It is an interest-free loan. You must pay me back the hundred thousand. Because let's say that a, a rich man wants to donate hundred thousand dollars. Said no, we will. It's a business. We will start the business. We will make money. We'll run the soup kitchen, all the profit, and then we must pay back the hundred thousand. Now with hundred thousand, he can start another. Uh, shelter for women's in a place, whatever he wants to do. So a charitable dollar. So we have, and it has other things that your, your people can uh, read about Professor Yunus, Google him. He's one of the 10 most likable personalities of the planet. Unbelievable. I can, mm. can do a whole interview just on him and what he's doing. But to answer your question that this is using entrepreneurial principles to solve a social problem and that's when you become mission driven. And you're, you're to look at the Tom shoes concept, you know, that everybody heard of Tom shoes that every, when you, whenever you buy a pair of shoes, we donate a pair to somebody. Mm -hmm. So, but the money is built into, because it's no margin, no mission. So, but I am willing to pay more. You're willing to, you don't question that Tom, you don't say that, Hey, Tom shoes cost more than the Payless shoes. 
No, I want to buy Tomless, uh, Tom's shoes because I know that he's doing something good. So people are coming to us saying that, no, here's my money. I know you're going to give me a return, but so I know I, instead of putting my money in the market, I would rather give the money to you. I get same or better return, but now I make a difference. So they're, they're coming to us. That is so good. That is so good. And, and, and I love like the one word I, I wrote lots of notes there, but, uh, but the one word that I have that, that runs through, it feels like it's actionable. Like, like what we're talking about when you're, when you're doing well by doing good, you're giving me action that I can do now, not somewhere over the rainbow, right? Not whenever I get to whatever that status is, which by the way, most of us don't get there. We're just kicking the can in yes. the reality is we're, we're, it's, it's us feeling good about ourselves in the future, but requiring of ourselves squat in the present, which is almost like the dollars that you said, not all the dollars are equal. And the reality is, is that the dollar that's given from, I love that, the, the idea of a social business, the, a dollar in terms of that is there's a requirement with that. Like if you get unlimited amounts of money and, there, and you don't have to do anything in return, yeah. you're not going to rise to any level of excellence doing what you're doing. So this is, I, I love the, uh, uh, it, it feels like a, a, a biome here. There's like a, this, this whole life sphere going on that you're creating. It's not just one thing that you're putting into an environment. By the way, it's almost like, uh, again, just little light bulbs are popping, like an invasive species, right? We could, we could probably, camels could live probably in places in the United States of America, but it wouldn't be good for the natural habitats that we have here. And the same is the case, I think, when we're, we're throw dollars at things rather than allowing people to, in a grassroots way, do things for themselves and invest in each other um, what I call this is that one of our values is that we don't want to give them handout. We want to give them hand up. Love it. Love so it. Hand up, not hand out. So we, they are, their dignity is intact. I'm not here to give you charity. So they come and they take it because they're adding value to the property by doing the work themselves and earning the equity. And investor feeling good, they're getting a return, but they're that they have created a home ownership, they've rejuvenated a neighborhood, they're helping children, all of those things. So people will forgive us if we uh, or the payment is late because it's for you know this family. Mm -hmm. Oh, the family had a medical emergency, and mm -hmm. I, and by the way, we have an onboarding interview with the people, and I said you realize that the money that you lent in a way of owner financing this pile they make you know thirty thousand dollars and so if one month they have a medical emergency they had the choice between your rent or their daughter's medical care i think you would do the same you'd pay the medical first so we will collect the payment they'll pay late fee but if you may be 30 60 90 days late is that okay with you that's where the philanthropy investing comes in it's, mm. we are not a bank, we don't send them uh, gunning letters and, and foreclosures. We called them, said, how can we help? What has happened? Because this is your home. Love and it. they tell us. So we have a whole staff. We have the corporate headquarters just dedicated to this homeowners. And we educate them. We have a happy home program. They, they send us Christmas cards. 
mm. with pictures like this. <laughs> and love it. Yes, yeah. that's so powerful. This is this is I like. You've really um, you've defined and given structure, I believe, for heart-led, purpose-led uh, creation. It's not just again. There are so many ways to help out. And Roger, where can we find you? Where can we find out more about your movement? How can we get in touch with you, my man? Uh, you can go to rogersalam.com. That's probably the easiest way. You're going to get in touch. Uh, go to Roger, R-O-G-E-R-S-A-L-A-M. My last name is rogersalam.com. And then just email me. How can I serve you? That this, and I'm just really asking that this is a mission that I've started in 20, you know, five years ago, my uh, friend started. Now we're about to hockey stick and you can help us with your time or your resources and not for free is doing well by doing good. And mm -hmm. if you need help mastermind, I do. If you're a thought leader and you would like an invitation to one of the masterminds, then please send an email. Uh, we can help you with the mastermind. And this is joint. If you're looking to do a joint venture, those are really my core things that I do. And of course, uh, if I can speak anywhere, do podcast interviews, those are my passions so that I can just mm. share whatever little wisdom uh, and inspire someone else to do good while doing, you know, and do well at the same time. I love it. Listen, do well by doing good. Big takeaway from Roger Salam and, and the cool work that he's doing out there. Connect. Send those emails. Uh, I think that would be a wonderful thing, and it's making things better for you, yeah. for him, for, for other people. So, Roger, it's thank Roger, you. Roger at rogersalam.com is the easy, easiest email to send. Thank you, my man. Thank you for hanging with us today, and uh, I'm sure we'll reconnect in the future. Yes. And thank you so much for doing a purpose-driven podcast so that you're bringing this to your audience, that they, I'm not the only one, that all the people that you're interviewing, that they have a purpose, and you are, you are giving us a voice that who resonates with not capitalists make money at all costs, but you can make money, do well, at the same time, do good. Thank you, brother. Love good it. Luck Thank to you, man. You.